Hi everybody and welcome back to the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me your host Guy Robertson. And the hot news and hot topic is security statement, security statement coming out of iRacing. Never seen this before so this is our first subject matter today. So this is straight out of iRacing. I'm, I'm sure we've all seen it on the uh, forums and everywhere else. I think they even sent an email out to everybody. If not, it may be on one of the forums I saw it. As it says, it's titled a member account security incident stroke statement. And it came out uh, just after my podcast was released last week. And it basically reads, recently we became aware of an incident where an individual in in brackets bad actor so that must be the the hacker's name was able to access our third party customer relationship management or crm software this access was promptly disabled so it sounds like that they shut it down pretty quickly before being disabled however the bad actor gained access to our crm software for a short period of time. Now how short is short? The bad actor assessed a small number of customer support tickets and accounts inside our CRM system. So CRM system I believe is uh, the software that picks up any IT related issues, gamer related issues, something that as the users um, communicate through to iRacing so they can probably vet which ones are going to be priority against others and things like that. The bad actor attempted to download bulk member data from the CRM system. However, logs demonstrate that the access to be request to the requested bulk data ultimately was prevented. Now, I'd be happy if they actually shared that because that's really proof that uh, none of our data is out there in the ether. I think we've seen before other companies, nothing got out, nothing got out. A few weeks later, months later, something got out. So um, I'm not saying I don't trust iRacing, but it'd be good to share that that, that login system that demonstrates that none of our data was out there. And, and it continues, it is important to note no user credentials were accessed. Well, it's just said customer support tickets and accounts were um, taken. So how does it say no credentials? Don't understand that. User, user credentials are not stored nor accessible from the CRM software. Well, surely you've got a contact and an email maybe. How did it get hold of you to reply? So I don't understand that. No payment information was accessed. No pay, payment information is stored nor accessible from the CRM software. I get that. Separate completely. Totally agree. Our, in, our internal technical review is a top priority and ongoing. But we wanted to share that we know at this time. Or what we know at this time. We're also working on enhancing account security measures. And it basically then gives us, uh, the users, just a gentle reminder. In addition, we want to take this opportunity to remind you that you should always use a strong password that is unique for each website or service you use. 
For example, you absolutely should not have the same password for iRacing and any third-party services that you may use in connection with iRacing, such as custom car painting platforms, i.e. trading paints, for example. We take account security extremely seriously and we very much appreciate your participation in the iRacing community. So that's worrying, but also a quick response, I believe, out of iRacing to uh, put that security statement out there. So personally, I think maybe we covered 80%, but there's still 20% me at saying, I want to see those logs, please. Um, at least an example of what is logged uh, into that CRM system and information about our complaints. How is it not having our IDs, for example, or are they going to be able to uh, communicate back to the people who raised a CRM ticket? Anyway, thanks to iRacing for, for giving that out. And uh, it's just th food for thought about our own personal passwords and uh, making sure, as it said, we all use strong passwords for different websites. Our next topic tonight is the Honda is already available as a Super Formula SF23. Wow, that was quick, folks. The Honda Powered Edition of the Super Formula SF23 is now available in iRacing. It joins the Toyota Powered version of the car, which was released with the deployment of the 2023 Season 4 content earlier this month. So they must have had this already in the pipeline. Both the Honda and Toyota versions of the SF23 are included in the same content package, so users who have already purchased the Toyota will receive the Honda automatically and users who purchase the SF23 moving forward will receive both cars. Well, that's some good news there for, for people who've already paid just for the Toyota. They've now got a bonus car too, so thanks for that iRacing. Debuting in the 2023 Super Formula season, the SF23 is the third open-wheel car developed by the Italian manufacturer Dallara for Japan's premier open-wheel racing series. Okay, so that's the third, it says there. We have a Toyota, we've now got a Honda. What is the third, I ask? From a visual standpoint, the SF23 evolves from its predecessor by introducing new aerodynamics designed to produce more overtaking. From a sust sustainability one, the new design reduces carbon dioxide emissions in raw materials and manufacturing by 75% thanks to the new natural materials. While even the Yokohama tyres used on the car use significantly more renewable raw materials while maintaining the performance of previous tyres. Super Formula cars are powered by high-performance turbocharged 2-litre IR uh, engines built by Honda and or Toyota. It's capable of producing more than 540 horsepower. Each is equipped with a push-to-pass overtake system that allows up to 200 seconds of additional fuel burn in each race. In addition, iRacers can still take advantage of the SF23 release to watch the conclusion of the 2023 Super Formula season on SF Go, the series, uh, the series official streaming platform. Just two rounds remain in the 2023 season, 
double header at Suzuka International Racing Course on October the 27th to the 29th, while Ritomo Miata leads the standings over Liam Lawson by just eight points. iRacers who purchased the SF23 through October the 25th will receive their free trial access on October the 27th, just in time for the finale, and the free trial access will continue through to December the 6th. So that's the Honda folks coming into the Super Formula SF23. And as it said, if you already bought it, you're going to get two cars for the price of one. Gotta love a bargain. This next subject is based uh, about people's opinions, but it actually gets your brain thinking a little bit. Um, what are the best motorsport corners on the British Isles? Uh, the British Isles are blessed with many amazing racing venues, boasting a wide range of different cornering challenges. And this article, which is on Motorsport UK website, talks about what they consider to be the top six. Now, some of these are in iRacing, so it's quite interesting to take uh, the listeners' uh, point of view. So, corner one, one of my favourites, Alton Park Cascades. So that's the first downhill section as you come down, and obviously it goes to the left. This track is full of fantastic bends, but Cascades is where the action or chaos often occurs, and we all agree with that. That is because this tricky, quick and cambered left-hander comes at the end of a long downhill run from the first corner. Old Hall Corner, via a slight right kink at Denton's. With drivers high on adrenaline, lap one here can often be frantic. Yes, I, I totally agree with that fact. For a driver, it is not only vital to keep it clean on the opening run, but it is crucial to get right, get it right on every lap because there is lots to gain on the straight that follows, or a lot to lose if you are out of shape. And, yeah, we see people spinning off on that corner all day long. Um, as a spectator, it is the perfect spot to see the downhill run with drama almost guaranteed especially when there are plenty of races running through the day. So that's the first corner, folks. Cascades at Alton Park. Now, not sure how many of you agree with that. Put some uh, feedback in the, in, on the show's email. If you've got anything where you can think that's actually wrong and I choose a, another, another track and another corner. Number two, Malcolm Woodhill Hill Climb. The most infamous corner on this legendary hill, Molcombe, is approached at such speed that it often catches people by surprise. The blind left-hander, which rapidly arrives at the end of the track's first flat-out run, can be a massive challenge and has left plenty of legends with some embarrassing moments to forget. As a driver, the best way to handle it is to brake before you see it, which can be easier said than done. And if you get more than one shot at it, take it slow the first time, then build up for an attack on the second run. There is always something to see here for spectators. We should head to the Mulcombe Grandstands to catch the action from the best angle. So that's your second corner, uh, folks. Number three, Peel at Anglesey. 
Now I don't know much about this track at all, but I'm going to do a little bit of research after. So peel at Anglesey, there are plenty of jaw-dropping views as this, at this circuit, with the ocean wrapping its way all the way around the edge of the island. This corner combines that picture postcard scenery with some frantic action, with a tricky right-hander dropped right on top of the crest of a hill. It is a fearsome challenge for a driver with a track rising uphill on entry, hitting the crest on the apex and heading back downhill fast into the next challenge, the corkscrew chicane. If the weather gods are being friendly, there is no better place perhaps in the world, sorry, in the whole of the UK to sit down with a picnic and enjoy some thrilling motorsport. So that's Peel, folks, at Anglesey. Okay, number four. The mountain at Cadwell Park. I don't know this uh, this uh, corner either. Sometimes described as a mini Nurburgring, this circuit has become more famous for bikes than cars, but it still hosts plenty of club racing events through the season. Of all the twists and turns around the track, the mountain is the most dramatic as cars get airborne when when they climb the crest. The left-right corner sequence is unintimidating as it sounds, with a fast entry and plenty of braking required to make the climb up the hill, where the car will go light or take flight. The second grandstand is a popular spot at the top, and the bottom of the hill has great rear views of the crest. Dre is the audible iRacer's companion. Want to improve your results or get more wins? Download Dre, the digital race engineer. Hit the link in the show notes for a 10% discount. Okay, folks, corner number five. Taylor's hairpin at Knock Hill. This is the final corner on the racetrack, and it is one of the tightest in the UK. The cars arrive here after a flat-out run-down railway, the second longest straight on the circuit, and with lots of slipstreaming into the heavy braking zone. There is often plenty of action as the drivers jostle for position before finishing the lap. The uphill apex gives a banking effect that can help an ambitious sorry, that can help an ambitious move, move stick and it and it and it is taken well. It is the best overtaking point of the circuit with hard acceleration out of the corner to climb up the pit straight to the finish. There is lots of room for spectators to get a, a great piece of, act, of the action, with plenty of viewing points all around the bend. And finally, corner number six, Maggots, Beckett's Chapel at Silverstone. Okay, so this is three corners, but they all blend into one uh, that is uh, one of the most challenging sets of bends in the UK. Located in a wide, wide open plane, this high-speed left-right-left takes drivers from the short straight that exits the infamous Cops Corner, another treat in itself, onto the long high-speed hangar straight. For those behind the wheel, it demands perfect balance and rewards commitment with a high exit speed to benefit from all the way down the straight. For spectators, it offers the chance to see cars and drivers on their absolute limit, with the grandstands offering a great view of the changing directions as they dance through the complex. So, wow, that's six of what Motorsport UK think is the best corners 
here in old blighty in the uk um send an email back if you've got some other ideas to uh, the lone road iracers podcast at gmail.com i'd love to hear your thoughts and we'll do another um podcast in a few weeks to talk about the viewers top corners maybe even where you live We have another interview guest coming up on next week's show. MJ Ward, who is an experienced, superb sim racer, especially in the Radical. Um, So get your questions in for uh, MJ. She has gone from sim racer to racing the MX-5 in real life, and she's just finished her first season. So send your questions in again to the show's email. That is mentioned in the show notes. But for people who don't know, it is the Lone Road iRacers podcast at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to challenging MJ with some of your excellent questions during next week's interview. Well, that's it for another podcast, listeners. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to uh, tell your friends and uh, iRacing buddies about the uh, the podcast. Let's keep the, the downloads going. Have a good week on iRacing, and I will see you on the track soon.